Hello, everyone, and welcome to another race preview here on the Cycling Day Action channel or on the podcast. If you're listening today, I'm joined by Patrick Blake of Audu Cycling, one third of the National Cycling Podcast, and we are here to talk about the Tour of Colombia or the Colombian Tour, not the Vuelta Colombia, which is the 2.2 race, which, if you recall, last year Miguel Angel Lopez won all but one stages. But this is the race that they set up in 2018. But now he won it in 2020, Sergio Guita won it. And then it didn't really come back because of COVID, because not because of funding, because Colombian fans can't be trusted to behave in terms of just being normal in a outdoor setting, which is a testament to how crazy and nice the fans are. But uh, it's back 2024, so a four-year hiatus. And I mean, Patrick, Colombia tour. It's not a world tour race for whatever reason, but yeah, how, how do you feel about it? It's always just such like a rogue race, but it's you're usually quite interesting to tune into. Just like looking at the results and seeing just some random names that pop up inside the top ten, because you know it's going to happen. Because like you say, without it being a world tour race, you usually end up with some rather interesting people inside the top ten with sprinters and stuff especially since there's only really a few kind of world tour level sprinters here you're going to see a lot of random people inside the top 10 it might be a blast from the past it might be some young gun who you've never heard of so it's a race of discovery and rediscovery as well but anyways uh i mean patrick try your best what is the route like for the 2024 edition of the tour of colombia i would like to pretext this by saying to the people who are watching this. The profiles do not exist currently anywhere. So I'm using a website which has the stages and then a one sentence description of these stages. And this is going to be solely what I base upon every bit of information from. So they say stage one from Piper to Duitama. This is apparently a flat stage for the sprinters. We'll take their word for it. Stage two from Piper to Santa Rosa de Viterbo is a hilly stage with an uphill finish. Stage three from the Tundra Circuit. I think it just goes around the Tundra Circuit. It's only 112 kilometers long, so it's probably just laps of it. And this is a likely flat stage of a sprint. Stage four from Piper to Zipa Quira, which is a hilly stage with a reduced sprint expected. Stage five is the Queen stage, which has a massive, massive hilltop finish. Alto del Vino, 28 kilometers at 6%. This is going to be the one where the GC is pretty much solely decided i would say and then lastly stage six from sopo to bogota is going to be the final stage and there is a 2.5 kilometer nine percent climate here towards the finish a bit of a last opportunity for people who might be 10 seconds down 30 seconds down on gc to maybe do something to try and shake the apple cart what do you make of all that scott there's only really one gc day in there which I kind of find a little bit disappointing, but it does provide a bit more of like a focus towards this is the GC day. So just pay attention to that if you want to care about GC. Yeah, a bit boring, to be honest. Uh, I could have thrown, they have a lot of mountains in Colombia. So, but at least it's back. That, I, I think that's the main point. But anyways, we might as well get on with uh, looking towards favorites and riders that potentially could be in the mix for stage wins as well because as we said many are flat stages i mean in terms of world tour teams we only have three we have movie star ef and astana we have only two pro continental teams 
Bingo for some reason and Team Corotech. And then we have a whole host of different teams in the continental level and the national level. And I mean, Patrick, do you want to start by drawing attention to a team that you have a kind of fondness for in the continental ranks? There's a team called Lou Columbia. I think this is the one Scott was alluding to, who just have this, for lack of a better term, it's just a team full of like the has or the people who didn't quite make it. There's, well, it's a bit, it's a bit offensive. Sergio A. now leads this team, who's been, I don't know, doing crits in America or something. Rodrigo Contreras, who used to write for Astana. Christian Camillo Munoz, who did really well in the, the Baby Giro, like in 2017. He rode for UAE, and now he's riding for New Columbia. Just a complete strange team, but I would not be surprised if they, if they did something. And it's also strange to point out that Bernal is not riding for Ineons. They do not have team here. He's riding for the Colombian national team alongside his mate Brandon Rivera-Smith and also Jonathan Restrepo, if people remember him, and also Juan Diego Albert, who last year got the prize on the Echelon Cycling Podcast for winning the Vuelta Ciclista Internacional a Costa Rica. Uh, he used to ride for Movistar back in the day back in 2020 and 2021 so it's just some real blast from the past actually in, in here but Bernal riding for the national team and you're not sending a team out it's a little bit weird but considering they do have quite a South American contingency going on surprised White Van Aert isn't here he was riding in, in Colombia only a, a couple of months ago what do you make to I don't know is Bernal going to be competitive here he was good in the road race he was, you know, just behind Higita, so we, but you know, he wasn't able to come around him. Is this all part of, you know, is Bernard going to be able to be competitive against the World Tour teams, even though he doesn't have a strong team around him? I mean, that is a big intriguing question mark here. He certainly, like you said, that national road race, him and Higita, they were, they were out there for a long time to try and bring back the breakaway. He has won the race before, but since then he has also crashed in Colombia. Yeah, I, I agree with you that it's weird that they don't have a team in Ineos, but like, I think this is a pretty strong team. Even Dario German Gomez, the guy who was very famous for crying at the under 20 or the junior world championships in Yorkshire, but he's a very strong rider as well. So pretty solid team when you consider some of the other teams that we have here as well. Yeah, because of course the big focus is on the World Tour teams. I mean, Movistar bringing the man resurrected like Lazarus. Naira Quintana is back and he is leading this team alongside Ivan Sosa, who... You think? <laughs> well, honestly, I don't know. I feel like I feel like the Sosa is... He might do something with just one mountain top finish. Maybe he'll be all right. As long as everything else is just really uncomplicated, he might be okay. I mean, they've got a sprinting interest in Gaviria, but focusing on GC for now. So Nairo, EF have a plethora of talent. They've got Aran, Carapaz, Amador, Jefferson Alexander Cepeda, Esteban Chavez, and Andrea Piccolo, who's the only non-South American contingency in this EF team. I don't know who they'll be going with. I expect it would be Carapaz, Chavez... Iran, something like that, one of those three. But you just never really know with EF, so it could be any of them. And then Astana, of course, leading with the Echelon Cycling podcast favourite, 
Alexei Lutsenko. He's going to be here. He's pretty much the sole rider alongside Harold Tejada, who of course is Colombian. So we'll likely have a vested interest in wanting to do well in this race. Oscar Sevilla, you, you can throw in there as well. 47 years young. Yeah. You know, I'm, I, I ain't writing him off just yet. So those are the main GC contenders, I think, in this race, Scott. Would you agree with that? Do you think there's anybody else who is going to be getting a, a look in, or do you think that's just it's just these big names? I mean, did you mention Casado who left EF Education Easy Post? Oh, no, I didn't. Well, it's, it's hard to find these people when they're yeah, very a lot mental teams. That's true. Yes, he rides for Petro. Like, I mean, he's one of these riders who would want to grab this opportunity a bit, like we saw with Miguel Lopez at San Juan last year, where he won the race, proved that he's still world tour caliber. Even though there's only yeah. three teams, well, three, four teams, kind of. If yeah. you if you collect all the riders who probably are world tour level, yeah, yeah, he definitely will want to be, you know, putting his best best foot forward and invest to really show that hey, you know, I mean, this guy won up Mount Etna for goodness' sake, you know, it is a little bit disrespectful that he's a, uh, he doesn't have a world tour or at least a pro conti kind of level. He'll be quite keen to to get something out of this race. I mean, we might as well focus a bit on the sprints. You alluded to it a bit with Gaviria. Mark Cavendish is here. Fairly interesting as well. And Martin Lass, who was on the World Tour last year, but alas, is not on the World Tour. He's part of the Estonian national team. I didn't think that we were going to have an Estonian national team at the Colombian Tour. That wasn't part of uh, any anything I was thinking of. Definitely not. But the sprinting talent isn't it's not, it's not brilliant here. I will expect for Gaviria and, you know, Cal to be up there quite a lot to be tussling out, but you might even see the lead-out men of these guys doing well as two alongside, you know, Case Ball, Morkuv. I would say that Astana have a slightly stronger sprint lead-out than Movistar do. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, they, they've actually brought lead-out men. <laughs> so, yeah, you're right. What, Naito Quintana as the, <laughs> the third wheel? <laughs> Yeah, but for, I mean, there are, there are other sprinters who are probably, you know, buried in the continental kind of level, but I would be very surprised if it's not Cavendish and Gaviria. Just like Davide Perisco for Bingol is a good sprinter. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets up there. Restrepo, he was a decent sprinter, quite an all-rounded hard man sprinter. Back in the day, Niccolo Bonifacio is here for Corotech as well. He would be quite a good one. Alongside Attilio Viviani, Corotech seemed to have I don't know, they always have a bit of a problem selecting who's actually going to be their sprinter. So Bonifacio or Attilio Viviani will be will be the sprinter, I, I expect. But, you know, if anybody knows of any other ones, put them in the comments because, you know, I, I'd be more than willing to root for a bit of an underdog sprinter. Well, interesting with Gaviria and Cavendish, way back when nobody knew who Gaviria really was, he beat Cavendish in Quick Step, and then as a result of that, he moved to Quick Step. So, I wonder if that could happen this time. Maybe there is some underdog that we haven't really, we, well, we don't know, but maybe they'll come to the forefront. All that aside, all this Colombian uh, goodness aside, predictions. And uh, Patrick, this is going to be quite a hard one, I think. Who's your top three, and who wins the most stages? This is going to be unbelievably hard. I will go with. Third place will be Alexi Lutsenko. Second place will be Naira Quintana. And first place will be Egan Bernal. I think the person who will win the most Whoa. stages. Yeah. 
I, I think the person who will win the most stages will be Gaviria. If it's like a slight uphill drag or something like that, I think he's just a little bit better than Cavendish. So that's why I'm, I'm thinking of, of Gaviria and he could just ride on the coattails of Astana and their sprint lead out and probably just pip him at the line. What about you? What's your podium? And who do you think's winning most stages? I think Casado is finishing third. So I'm putting a lot of faith in him. Second place is going to be Nairo Quintana. And the winner is going to be Alexi Lutsenko for Astana. I mean, he has won his stage races in the past. In terms of most wins, I'm going to say mm, Mark Cavendish. If you're not going with Gaviria, I think Cavendish is a sensible alternative. Yeah, but I mean, that's basically it for our, our little preview here of the Colombia Tour or Tour of Colombia. And if you haven't already, make sure to hit the like button, subscribe to the channel here on the Cycling Day and Extra. And as always, check out Patrick's own channel as well, How Do Cycling. And if you want to see more of Patrick, also check out over on the Echelon Cycling Podcast, of course. But with that, thank you very much for watching and we will see you in the next one.